Hello, 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 and welcome to A Voice for the Voiceless. I am your host, co-pastor Lachelle Ramirez, and I am here with my special guest on tonight, um, Elder, <laughs> Elder Tyrone Clark. Say hello. Hi, everyone. So glad to be here. Hey, man. It is an honor to um, have you on tonight. I'm so excited to hear what it is that the Lord, Lord has given you to share with the people on tonight. Um, but before we go any further, I'd like to just take a moment to reverence God for who he is, because we go throughout our day um, moving and just Amen. doing all the things, just being busy body. So I just want to take a moment right here just to reverence God and just thank him for who he is. So let's just take that moment right now. Amen. Father, let us pray. Father God, we thank you for your amazing grace and your faithfulness on tonight. We ask that you will come in on this live and that you will move as you see fit. Speak to the hearts and the minds of us, your people, and let us hear what the Spirit has to say uh, through the man of God on tonight. We bless you. We thank you in the name of Jesus. Amen. So, Tyrone, please go ahead and introduce yourself to the people on tonight. Okay. Uh, first of all, uh, just want to give praise to God for allowing me to be here. Uh, wasn't sure uh, 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 Pastor Michelle uh, uh, and I spoke earlier, and I was going through some illness. I think I had the virus, and that just wasn't sure about what was going to happen uh, up until this point. And all of a sudden, last night, I regained my strength. So, gotta give God praises for that. So, uh, so thank you, Jesus, for that. Uh, yes, my name is uh, Tyrone Clark, and I am. Uh, I, I am an elder uh, at the First Baptist Church here in Bemidji, Minnesota. Um, I'm a retired military uh, individual, 23 years serving in the military, um, traveled around the world quite a bit. Uh, I'm currently serving as the state president for the Gideons International Organization in the state of Minnesota. And I've been uh, part of this uh, organization since uh, 2018. The Gideons Organization is an organization uh, that's made up of professional businessmen along with the auxiliary wives that's committed to serving uh, side by side with churches for the sake of the uh, sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. So our main uh, goal is to win others to Christ. And uh, we uh, do that in so many ways. Now, most of you may be familiar with us as we um, are the individuals we're responsible for the placement of Bibles in the hotel. So when you go in the hotels and you open up the drawer, you uh, see that Gideon Bibles, that is what we do. And uh, it, it's such a blessing to see the results of, of what that ministry produces as so many people's lives has been converted and transformed when they come across uh, that Bible and read it and uh, knowing that there is a chance in life and that they do have hope in Jesus Christ. So uh, thank you so much, uh, Pastor. Hey man, I just love the fact that the Gideon, I, would, I just would have never thought thought about that when you told me that you're part of the Gideon Association. I just never thought that it was geared towards your literally leaving the Bibles um, in their drawers in these hotels. Can you just share one of the stories that you told me um, last night and then we'll go right into our topic. Okay. Uh, yes, I shared, shared last night um, that uh, uh, what happened was uh, we, we regularly go to different cities and we do replacement Bibles in hotels. And in on one of our uh, distribution, maybe a month or so ago, uh, we had we were one of our uh, members was in a hotel. He was going to went into a room. He entered a room, and when he opened the drawer to do to check the Bible that was supposed to be in there to see if it needs to be replaced, what he found instead of finding the Bible there, he found a gun, which was an indication to us was that the individual was planning to take his life. And uh, we found in so many cases, when you hear the testimonies of these individuals, uh, that usually is what they're telling us uh, when they do share the testimony is that their plan was to end their life until they come across uh, that Bible or that Testament and beginning to read the word of God. Amen. So 
without further ado, we're just going to go ahead and go into our topic on tonight. It is serving leadership. And what is it? So I will turn it over to you so you can explain what is a servant leader, uh, what is servant leadership and what it means for the body of Christ. Okay. Uh, first of all, I, I, I do want to um, read the, uh, the actual scripture. Let me pull that up real quick um, because I think that it's important that we cover that. And, and so that we'll know what we're, we're talking about. So it's John 13, verses 3 to 17, which says, hold on just a second here, that Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hand and that he had come from God and was going back to God, rose from supper. He laid aside his outer garments and taking a towel, tied it around his waist. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel that was wrapped around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, do you wash my feet? Jesus said to him, what I am doing, you do not understand now, but afterwards you will understand. Peter said to him, you should never wash my feet. Jesus answered him, if I do not wash you, you have not shared with me. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not my feet, but only also my hands, but also my hands and my head. Jesus said to him, the one who has bathed does not need to wash except for his feet, but it's completely clean. And you are clean, but not every one of you, for he knew who was to betray him, that was uh, why he said, not all of you are clean. When he said, had washed their feet and put on his outer garment and resumed his place, he said to them, do you understand what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right for, for saying so. If I then, you Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also are to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you should do just as I have done to you. Truly, truly, I said to you, a servant is not greater than his master, nor a messenger greater than the one who sent him. If you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. Now, uh, this passage has a lot wrapped up in it, and I'm going to go as quickly as I can to get through it. And, and just so that we understand that what Jesus did when he did... Uh, did that that was a, a a very humble act that he took in, in in the steps that he took and what we need to realize is that uh jesus is the one and only boss he's the boss of all of us and he's the boss of everything he's in charge of us he's the master but jesus took a very humble approach and he watched those who were supposed to serve him he washed their feet, which was a great lesson for him. And as uh, Pastor Michelle and I uh, were talking about it, it was God actually getting down on his hands and knees, touching other servants and washing their feet. That speak, spoke such a, a huge volumes because as a boss, we tend to use that word in a more uh, maybe negative connotation, a, a derogatory way as a person that being someone that just completely issue out orders. And sometimes we gotta uh, take a step back and, and think about, it's not so much as being the boss as, as being a servant in the position that you hold. So let's think about the, the uh, organization that I am. I am the state president. Yes, I hold the highest position in the state of uh, Minnesota, but I am no more higher than anyone else that has a uh, lower position or lesser position. We are on the same playing field. We all are here for Christ to do the job that Christ called us, which is to earn the great commission. Jesus commissioned all of us Matter of fact, he commanded all of us to go out and baptize all the nations of the world in, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. That's our number one 
goal is to be out there evangelizing and, and, and trying to win others to Christ. But Jesus went through this process uh, and he was doing it because he wanted to indicate something. I need you to watch this to the end here. He wanted to show us something really, really um uh, I, I, I call it awesome because a lot of people miss it. Jesus wanted us to understand why he was washing the feet of his servant. And not every servant was clean. And to us, to be clean, as uh, uh, Simon was thinking, was to have his body washed. And that is not the kind of cleansing Jesus was indicating when we was uh, uh, he was uh, going uh, going through this process. There was a, a, another kind of cleansing that he was in, uh, indicating. He was talking about the cleansing of the inside. Not everyone that sat around the table was a clean person. And we know that as we continue to read, we find out that there was one Jesus already knew that was going to betray him. He did not have a clean heart. But as the song goes, Lord, clean in me, a, created me a clean heart. So Jesus knew that. And that's why he stated that not everyone was clean. And clean does not mean the washing of the body. It means the washing of the inside. The inside needs to be clean. And Jesus was also indicating that he needed to do what he needed to do because that was part of the example that he was setting for us to follow. And that example is that we are to serve one another. Excuse me. Sorry. Our responsibility as we're going through this world, evangelizing and winning souls to uh, Jesus is to make sure that we are serving one another and that it doesn't matter the position that we hold. Okay. The position is that uh, we hold, we are to, supposed to use that position to serve each other. Um, so Jesus was demonstrating that we have a lot of people in certain positions that think that because of the title that they hold, that they are higher than everyone else. That is not what Jesus was going at with this. He wanted to indicate that if he, uh, Jesus himself, can get down on his hands and knees and wash the feet of his servant, that we can do the same. So regardless of the position that we're in, we can return this uh, uh, the, uh, the same uh, action that someone do to us, especially if we're doing uh, in a an appointed position where we're responsible for a certain amount of people, and 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 we want to make sure that we set that same example. And I give you a, a case in point here is that sometimes we just think certain things are beneath us because of who we are. Okay, there was absolutely nothing beneath Jesus Christ. Jesus went into the worst of the worst, the darkest of the darkest, the dirtiest of the dirty. He was in it all. He was deep in it. And he didn't, he didn't fray away from things that didn't look inviting. Matter of fact, he made sure he went into places that was uninviting. He made sure he talked to people that was not clean, people that looked raggedy, People that look needy, see people, uh, people that he knew that uh, that that was diseased, that that had many things wrong with them. Those are the people that he drew to. But again, some of us will look at the clean person and be drawn to the clean person as opposed to the person that is not clean by our natural eyes. I'm going to say this one, th this one thing and then I'm going to move on. The Bible tells us that we should entertain the strangers. And in doing so, we may be entertaining angels. So we don't know. Just because people look a certain way don't mean we need to stay away from them. 
we need to treat everyone the same way. And see, this lesson I learned many, many years ago when I was in Texas, we was in Texas and my family, we were driving from Florida and we had to take a detour off the road. And, um, and we went into this town and got lost in this town. And I pulled up to this store and here is the lesson here. There was two, God just put it out there just as plain as day. There was two men standing outside of the store. One was really, really, he was just tore up from the floor up. I mean, his clothes was dirty, his hair was dirty. He was just really, really just, uh, just messed up. I knew I did not want to go near that man. So I went to the man that had the suit on and I asked him, can you help me get back on the interstate? And the man told me, he said, I have absolutely no idea of how to get you back. Now, the guy that I totally ignored came up to me and said, sir, I can help you get back. And I was floored because this is the guy that I ignored. And then he gave me the directions and told me how to get back on the interstate uh, out of this town that we was in. And here, is a, and here again, we, we do stuff like this and we don't realize who we're ignoring because we can't judge the book by his cover. We can't judge people by their outer appearance. So therefore, as leaders, uh, we have to demonstrate in every action and in every way to go forth and do the things that God has taught us to do without prejudice, okay? Without prejudice. That is so, so important. One of the things I, I, I do try to stress out as I, I share with my, the members of uh, the Giddings organization, organization each week is the conduct that we have is one of the most important things that we uh, can share when we are out there and we're talking to uh, other individuals. We cannot be negative thinkers. We cannot be people that are quarrelsome. We cannot be people that don't like people. Okay, uh, we can't. We, we can't be people that uh, shy away from people. We have to go out in the boldness of God. Let me tell you that rejection is out there, absolutely um, uh, everywhere you turn. But acceptance is out there. Also, we need to keep pushing and keep pressing forward when we're trying to win others to Christ. The, 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 the servant leader knows that uh, uh, from the get-go, is that the things aren't going to always go the way that we want to go, but it will certainly still go the way that God wants to go, even through the rejection. i give you another uh, example of that was when my wife and I was in Atlanta, Georgia, we was uh, we we had to go do street ministry. And the only thing I had to do is my only task was to pass out six testaments or six small Bibles. And and I, I tell you, when we started, I thought to myself, boy, this is going to be easy to pass out six Bibles to individuals. We're in Atlanta, one of the largest cities in the United States. Okay, how hard would it be to get to to pass out or hand out um, uh, uh, six testaments? Well, let me tell you, the very first six people that we tried to give the testament to rejected the acceptance of the Bible. I was crushed. My heart was crushed. My wife, she started rubbing my shoulders and she asked, she said, do you want to go and get back on the bus? A big part of me wanted to just get back on the bus and call it a day. I wanted to quit. I wanted to throw in the towel and say, you know, this is not what I was expecting when I was out there uh, passing out the word of God. Uh, you think that people would cling to it, but that, that was my learning lesson there. So I said, no, let's just keep going. So this is the remarkable thing that happened next. The next, the very next five people that we met, they accepted it. That was so inspirational and hopeful and 
uplifting, especially after just going through the rejection. But the bigger lesson in that that rejection is that we take it so personal when people reject Christ. We do. We can't help it because we want everyone to accept Christ. However, everyone will not accept Christ. And we have to understand that because not everyone is going to make it in. We know that. And we, we, we're starting to see that people will make the choice of the path that they want to follow. But however, for me, there was hope restored because even though it was it was hurtful and painful to go through that rejection period, what it really did because I decided to press forward and saw the, 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 the other half of this was, okay, it made me stronger. In other words, even when it seems hopeless, don't give up. Keep pressing forward. And I want to thank Mary Jo uh, Leaks. I see that, that message that says never give up. And you're absolutely right. Never give up. Keep pressing forward because we don't know what the true end is. Um, so so uh, uh, again, so uh, as we, we continue to move on, I, I again, there was a lot of things that Jesus was uh, demonstrating here, and it was just absolutely amazing. Uh, first of all, um, we're looking at God again. Now, I already mentioned this, him getting down on his hands and knees and washing the servant's feet. Boy, it's hard for us to get down on our hands and knees and wash anybody's hands and feet. But, boy, we'd love for somebody to wash our feet. Uh, uh, you know, we go get our pedicures and, and manicures and all those things. And and then I tell you that, uh, and that, those are things are nice. And you think about these people who are touching a lot of feet, even though they get paid for it, uh, they're touching a lot of people's feet. And I, 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 I have to give my hand to them. Uh, take my hats off to him for for such a, a, a sacrifice. But it, again, even though it's a job for them, but you think about the service in the job. We have jobs, okay? Um, we have jobs that people can look at. Yeah, you do it because you get you 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 get paid for it. But let me explain something to you about servants, leader servants who have to have jobs okay because the ministry itself does not pay the uh for the physical uh needs of 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 the servants so god allowed us to have what we call tent making jobs now remember this the disciples had jobs okay and they called them the jobs they had was tent making jobs. I tell people, whatever job I work that God gives to me, it's my tent making job because the tent making job allows me to take care of my home. It allows me to feed my family. It allows me to put the clothes on their back. Uh, it, it, it takes care of so many things. But most of all, it allows me to serve God in a greater capacity because when I am funded, I can go wherever God wants me to go and do all the things that he wants me to do. And God has been such a blessing in these past few years that um, my wife and I, we travel a lot. And people wonder, how is it being funded? Well, God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him, those who obey him. And I tell you, sometimes you have to put your faith in God and do the work first before you can see the benefit of blessings. Uh, because, you, you you know, when I first started this I, and I realized that we were going to be traveling and I looked at my bank account and I was like, look, I don't see no extra money there. Uh, so I don't know if we're going to be doing any traveling at all. But the, 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 the thing is, is that it's not looking at things again in the physical it's amazing how god provides he don't have to give us the money in our pockets i put it in our pockets i put it in our wallets he doesn't have to give us a cent all he has to do is just provide the means and the opportunity and he can do that and it not cost us anything god is absolutely awesome 
when we obey him. Okay. As servant leaders, we have to demonstrate that and not discourage people about uh, when they're trying to do something for God, but we're to encourage those press, especially if God has impressed that upon their heart, that they should continue um, uh, uh, to, to, to move forward into what God has asked them to do, even if we can't see how we're going to accomplish it. We can't see the end because we're looking at uh, the beginning. And in the beginning, we have nothing. But that's what God works with. He works with nothing so, he, so that we are able to see him. So when we are trusting God every step of the way, we see how he is providing at each point that we need to re be at at a certain time. And we don't need to, I don't need to have a thousand dollars in my pocket right now so that I can be sure that I'm going to be traveling for the next few months. That's not how God works. God's word. Now hear me say this for you. God's word, or as the, the in, in part of the Bible said, it says, take care of my daily needs. Daily needs. Not my weekly needs, not my monthly needs, not my yearly needs. We only need God to take care of us for today okay tomorrow will be a brand new day and we only need god to take care of those needs for that day some of us can't move forward because we're looking too far ahead and thinking about what's ahead instead of what's in front of us and we won't take care of what's in front of us because we fear about what's ahead that's not how god operates God operates on us having faith in him completely. Servant leaders have to have faith in God and demonstrate that faith once again through their actions. By recognizing what we see as a need is not here presently for us. However, that doesn't mean that God won't provide along the way. Think about when we was born and where we're at now. God has taken care of us on the way, uh, uh, all the way up until the point where we are right now. So when we uh, when we really look at it, uh, God then give us every penny that we were uh, going to need throughout the whole our whole entire life when we were born as a baby. He didn't give us all of His provisions for us when we were born as a baby. He gave us what we was need each day as we were growing so once again demonstrating that we need to live by day each day every day everything that's required for that day so I, i'm going to uh, jump into something here real quick that uh pastor lachelle and i talked about and there's a difference between the servant leader and um what i call volunteer uh, a lot of times i speak at church and I want to talk about uh, two people that serve God. These two people include the, the servant leader and the volunteer of the church. These people are very important to God. Absolutely very important to God. And I'm not saying this to say that uh, to demean anybody or to say uh, that you're not really fulfilling your job as a servant uh, for God. But when we look at the Bible and we study the Bible and we look at servants, you know that the servants in the Bible gave God absolutely their all. They gave 100% of themselves. Volunteers for God, volunteers for God, and I, I really need you to hear me when I say this, volunteers for God will volunteer for God, but they tell God when they are available, what time they can be present, how many hours that they can do. Anybody feeling me now? In other words, you're volunteering for God. But you are maintaining control of how you want to serve God. 
Now, the servant leader, which is really a lot of times are our pastors, because I tell pastors this uh, all the time, is that volunteers can dictate their own schedules and follow their own schedules and do what they want on their own times and uh, so on and so forth. But the pastors and servant leaders, those who are truly servant, their schedules are dictated by God. Okay. When God tells them to do what he needs them to do, they don't question God. They simply follow the command. They know because of their faith that God is sending them on a mission on which they're going to be successful in, regardless of how it looks right now. Now, before my wife and I started this journey um, this year uh, back in, I think it was uh, early May, uh, uh, doing, doing all the, the traveling that we do, uh, I m remember having a conversation with one of the pastors and the pastors uh, asked me, he said, what are you gonna do this year? Because the price of gas had went up. Now my response was, all I know is that we were still going, okay? Gas was high, but there's a desire of a servant that's inside that servant that want to serve God in the greatest capacity that they can. So we started our journey we went to nearly everything. As I uh, pointed out to Pastor Michelle, we only missed one thing because we had a scheduling conflict, but everything that God had laid out before us and every place that he wanted us to go and everything that he wanted us to do and all the places that we traveled to, to include Las Vegas and, and you know uh, South Carolina and Florida and all these other places we went, we went to all of them. We went to every last one of them. And I can tell you, as I sit before you here and said that God provided, okay, God took care of it. The prices of gas is still the same as it was at the beginning of this journey. I am not broke. My wife is not broke, okay? We did what we had to do. I don't have no more money. Okay, then when we started, I put that out too. But God provided. And let me tell you some of the ways that he provides. We go to go to a place and some uh, camps that we visit, they will either take care of our hotel, hotel bill, they'll pay for our gas, they'll buy our food. It's a need. We're not in it for the money. We're not in it to make the money. So God is taking care of the needs. If, if, if they're paying for the room, and sometimes they can't pay for anything, and that's okay because God still takes care of it. Uh, we had a, 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 a friend that donated money uh, for the cause, and that just helped us out. We didn't ask. They just simply contributed, and we really, really appreciated it. But here's the thing. We got to learn to accept God's blessings from when they come. A lot of times we won't accept God's blessing because we look at the person that it's coming from. We cannot live that way. God is everywhere. And God is trying to work on other people as well as he's trying to work on us. And if God is trying to change the hearts of other people, we shouldn't get in the way of that. When God is sending help, we need to open our hands and our arms to receive it. Amen. So when we think again, so let's go back to that servant, the volunteer, and the true servant. Which one is you? Or which one are you? Which one, which category do you fall on? Do you control your own schedule for God or do God control your schedule for you? Uh, think about that. And if it's, if it's something that you need uh, 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 to have some some 
uh, working, you know, just go to God and pray to help you. Because I, I tell you, it's amazing how things work out in our lives because we give it all to God. Uh, my wife will tell you all the time, uh, uh, we don't know whether we're going in, uh, or coming. Sometimes we come home just to dump our uh, laundry off and and just put some more clothes in the suitcase and jump back in the car and get on the road and go. Sometimes we just don't get a whole lot of rest. And as I shared with Pastor Lachelle this past weekend, um, not this weekend, but last weekend, um, we, we were in three different places that were separated at least about four hours or more uh, from any direction. We was in uh, Montevideo, uh, Minnesota, and then we was back in Bemidji, Minnesota, and then we was down in St. Paul, Minnesota. And we did that in the course of a weekend. And uh, overall, that is a 24-hour drive to go to those three places. Um, and my wife asked me, how can I do this? And what do I be thinking about while I'm doing all of this driving? Well, the greater thing I, it, it, I, I be thinking about is the conversation that I have with God while I'm driving. There's something that when I'm speaking with God, that the time just flies by. I don't recognize the hour. Now, my wife being an uh, auxiliary in the Giddings organization, they uh, there was a they had an event and they asked this question, and I want you to think about this too. How far are you willing to go for God? My wife and I have traveled six hours to pray for one minute. There's a lot of people that just won't do that because they say my time is more valuable than that. If I'm going to go somewhere and speak, they're going to give me more time than that. Well, it's not about you. It's about God. It's about your obedience to God. When God asks you to do something, it may be something simple. He may send you across the world just to say a couple of words to one person. And that's it. Because God operates in simplicity. So it's not about your time. It's about God's time and how you're going to use the time that God gives to you. So let's move right along again with this. Um, as Jesus continued to demonstrate, um, he was saying, again, let's get about the unclean person. Um, we again look at the outer person based on how they dress and we dictate whether they are clean or not clean. And Jesus clearly stated that he wasn't talking about the hygienics. He wasn't referring to hygiene because that's what we refer to jesus was referring to the holiness of the individual how holy is the person on the inside how holy are we on the inside i know that i still need work okay and i'm sure that a lot of people will say they need work they still need work because I don't think that we could ever arrive here simply because we are in this fleshly body. But let me just tell you this right here. Everybody that you sit around the table with is not your friend. Okay. And I really don't have to tell you that. Just like Judas had set Jesus up to be failed, there are people that are hoping that you will fail. Okay, but you can't concern yourself with that particularly. Don't be distracted 
by how others feel about you, whether they want you to succeed and fail. You stick to the goal, the objective that God has for you. And our objective is to get to that next individual and share Christ with that individual. Now, a servant leader realizes that they have to continue to press forward. Now, I'm going to tell you something else that a servant leader has to do is when God calls, he answers. Now, a lot of us are like Jonah. If anybody can remember Jonah, Jonah don't want, didn't want to give people chances. We can't be that way. God has given us unlimited amount of chances and we still mess up. But when other people mess up, we don't want God to give that person another chance. Jonah just wanted uh, um, God to just keep, uh, destroy the people of Nineveh. But he didn't understand the love that God has. Now, let me just say something that we all know because God said it. God hope is that absolutely everybody, man, woman, and child makes it. That's his goal. We should be supporting that goal as leader servants. We cannot, we cannot say because someone is different than we are, or they have a different lifestyle than we have, or that um, um, they don't believe as we believe, uh, and so on and so forth, that God should just come and just strike them down. We have people that still sitting home on their couch waiting on Jesus to return to destroy the people that's different than we are. And every day they wake up, they continue to get disappointed because God is a God that loves his people. God created these people. God want to give these people an opportunity to have a change of heart for as many times as possible. It's absolutely, absolutely necessary that we reflect what God wants as servant leaders. Now, the next thing, and I'm going to... Uh, uh, close it here because I have much more to say, but however, uh, it, it, uh, because of the time, I'm going to close here. The servant leader knows the meaning of sacrifice. They, they know the meaning of sacrifice. There is something about putting others ahead of yourself. Okay. Yes, there are things I want to do, but I have to look at the needs of the other person. There's, you, you have to uh, think about what God did for us when he sent Jesus to die for us. The love was so great for us that he sent his only son to die for us. That we can have everlasting life with him. Again, we don't want to give people chances. But God gave all of us the opportunity for eternal life, yet we want to take that away from others. We won't make the sacrifice of submitting ourselves to the will of God. We are too prideful because we don't like the other person for whatever reason that might be. We only want God to come and destroy them. But that's not a heart of God. The heart of the leader servant is that we will go to that person, no matter how different that they are from us, and show them the love of God. So I'm going to stop right here and uh, open it up for questions. And and so back to you, Pastor Lachelle. 
Amen. I just I just love, love, love the topic of servant leader. Um, as I was sharing with you, when I first mm -hmm. heard it, it's going through the the getting my bachelor's for cashflow leadership. And you mm -hmm. have to be able to serve others no matter what. You know, sometimes we get tired, we get frustrated and we don't want to be servants. But in order to lead, you must first serve. And for Jesus to be our prime yeah. example, how can we skip over serving and trying to lead Amen. other people? I just don't see that, how we can just do that in the body of Christ. Like you were saying, you can either you're a volunteer or you are serving. A volunteer comes yeah. and go, like you say, at will. Mm -hmm. A volunteer is not dependable. I can't depend on you. Amen. Sure, I can Amen. depend on you. I can call on you. And I know you're going to show up. I know you're going to come. A servant doesn't have hidden agendas. Volunteers, I can put that on. Amen. I can check that off because I'm yeah. here to get to a place. But as a servant, Amen. I'll go down to the lowest place. And even if I've had to clean the restroom, I don't mind. Why? Because I come to serve. Amen. In the body of Christ, we should have servitude down just imprint all in our heart no no matter what you need me to do god i'll do it amen i don't need no recognition for it right no black for it i will just right. do it just like that like you're mm -hmm. traveling mm -hmm. up and down the road i was going to ask you the same thing how do you do it all <laughs> you have so much like, that you're doing and you yeah. you have a smile on your face and you have people in the church doing one thing and they're just so Mean hearted and just frowned up, just green people that are frowned up. That's not a true servant. I found I found so much joy in what I do when I'm yes. serving. Yes, right? <laughs> yes, absolutely. There's so much joy uh, in it, there's so much yeah. peace in it. And I, yes, it myself is. that I did. When I was in the world, I didn't really care for people. I would try to stay sheltered off to myself. I may say, hey, keep mm -hmm. on walking. But now that I understand that I have to be a people person in order to reach people. Yes. Right. Like, okay. You, doing? you know, <laughs> you, you, you have to be. Okay. <laughs> you have to. Be. Yes. yes. And I will want as a kid, I would wonder, say, tell my mom, my dad, they know everybody. And it's like, no, not really. It's just you never know what a person's going through. So you have to be able to engage right. another person. Yeah. Like you say, you can't just walk past people at times because of how they look. You never know what a person needs right. to hear. And as Amen. a servant leader, you, you should be able to say, hey, how you doing? I, I, I know I'm busy, but I'm going to stop and speak and just share some encouraging words. Right. Would you say? That a servant leader has to be uh has to have a uh, humility. Oh yes, definitely one percent yes. Amen. Yeah. So have, have to be able to be humble. Yes, uh, that's that is something that God has certainly taught me over time. Is humility and being humble, uh, submitting myself. That was something that was not easy for me when I was younger. Uh, boy, you just uh. Because you, you always have the, the, the thought of people running over you, okay? Uh, and, and that will cause us to uh, cause the pride to rise up in us. And But I, I tell you, humbleness and humility is definitely the way. Uh, and it's the way of the Lord. So he really lifts people up that uh, operates with their actions. They are very humble and they're doing it with humility. Amen. Amen. You have to be able, I, I agree. You have to be humble because how can you really yeah. serve if you're not humble? Yeah. I just don't see that. Again, yeah. I, like I say earlier, I don't see it being able to happen that way. Unless you're you're serving and you're just angry all the time. Why I gotta do it this way? That's well, that's not being humble. Okay. You know, uh, <laughs> uh Pastor Michelle, that was in one of my writings. I'm not sure it was the past one we just uh had or whatever, but I was like, how can you serve God with anger in your heart? Mm -hmm. it, it, it's just not possible. You got to have love in yeah. your heart when you do that. You gotta be humble. A uh, humble is uh, an absolute must uh when, when serving God because I tell you, the world is not kind. Okay. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. 
And as I, you know, as I studied, um, as a good servant leader or a good leader will motivate mm -hmm. and mobilize other people to accomplish tasks. Mm -hmm. And while you're motivating and you're um, mobilizing people, you're able to right. cheer them on. You're just not up there, you know, just barking our orders. Like I was saying yesterday, we're just not sitting at the table. Yeah. We're just a head honcho and we're just barking our orders. Mm -hmm. But we are making sure that we're doing our part as well. Amen. We're making it smooth. We're making it, mm -hmm. you know, easy so that everything flows. Everything's, you know, like my dad used to say, Copa steady. It's all working. <laughs> <laughs> yep, <laughs> exactly. But 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 you said it right though. How can how can I ask you to do something that I'm not willing to do myself? Yeah. Jesus demonstrated again when he said he want us to do the same thing to each other and for each other and to serve each other in a certain capacity it is that we must uh submit ourselves Amen. to God first of all we have to uh we, we we have to do that to 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 get past uh this is to not think of ourselves as higher than anybody else okay we need to take the low post as God indicated don't think that that high chair is for me okay you take in now if they guide you to it that's one thing but don't just go there and think that it's yours uh, um, uh you have to uh just just allow god to move things as they as as, as he does and what what i really love uh, again uh, uh pastor and you, you said it is that there's no more gratifying feeling than serving others. And uh, I, I tell you, uh, my, my wife and I, we, uh, we, we volunteer in food shelters. And boy, I never got so many thank you in my life than when you're serving uh, people, homeless people and hungry people food. Boy, you're talking about thank you. It just, if you got a cold heart, you won't have a cold heart any longer because that all those thank you just melt that coldness away. So, so, but, but yeah, but anyway, back to you. <laughs> Amen. Amen. The Bible tells us in Philippians 2, 3, 4, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, right. but in humility, consider others better than yourself. Each of us, Amen. each of you should look not only to uh, your own interests, but also Amen. of others. And that's what server, uh, a servant attitude is all Amen. about. It's not about me, but it's about you. I tell people all the time, I want to see you win. When you win, I'm winning. Amen, right? <laughs> I'm shining. When you're smiling, I'm smiling because right. I I want to see you get to where God has for you. I want to see you walk in purpose. But as as a leader, as as a servant, that's what that's my that's my want. And that should be in all of our okay. hearts. As we serve God, mm -hmm. I want to see the next person win. Even if I ain't got it, Thank you get it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Even if I, I don't okay. have it yet, because uh, I'm waiting on blessings and promises right now. But if you get yours before I do, I'm gonna celebrate you. I'm gonna be so happy for you. And that's how it's supposed to be in the body of Christ. What do you need? How how can I help you okay. get there? Okay. Okay. See. Oh, see. Now you are like spot on because I, I tell people a lot. I say my greatest joy is to help someone get to where they're trying mm -hmm. to go. Is that when I see that that and that is daily for me, especially on my job. So many people need help in different areas, and I get a lot of questions of where, how, you know, so on and so forth. And, and helping individuals to achieve what they are trying to do give me the greatest joy because there's nothing like seeing a smile on another individual's face, knowing that you gave them a helping hand to help them get there. And that is so important. And when you do that, uh, they recognize that. I went to uh, work today, and I tell you this real quick. I went to work, and someone had stuck a uh, a card in my keyboard, and I took it out, and it said "grateful." And I and then I read the back of it, and I um, and I read, and and the person basically summing it up, she put, "I am so grateful for you." And I thought, wow, how, how, how touched uh, I, I was to get that, get that little card. And, and then I, I wrote it and I told her, said, thank you for the card. She said, well, did you open up the inside? And then there was another message on the inside of the, of this little card. And I thought, wow, 
Uh, so when people think of you that way, uh, it, it, again, it's not about money or uh, stuff like that. It's about how you made someone else feel. And, th and then she came back and, 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 you know, just expressed that when we do things, it's important uh, that we do it with love, we do it with kindness, humility and uh, humbleness, and we, we show care about what we're doing and we have compassion, you know, and we have empathy and we express that. We have to have those things. These are things of God and a lot of us are short on that. And I have to pray to God when I'm short on something, I start praying to God, God, I don't wanna feel this way, okay? Help me to get better because if I'm angry, I don't wanna feel angry. So help me uh, to get over my anger. Amen. And so we are drawing to a close. Um, yeah. And I just want to get throughout some characteristics of servanthood or servant leader. Mm -hmm. The characteristics are the leader. Uh, the leader's objective is to serve. That's what we're talking about. We come to serve. We ain't trying to be served. Seeking first right. to understand and then to be understood. I want to understand you. I don't want to talk over you. I want to understand your point of view, where you're coming from. So that we can both be understood, you know, where we're going and Amen. how we can do this thing together. Amen. Amen. We value uh, the we value others and we help others to achieve and promote the kingdom of God. It's not self-promoting. Amen. Self right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's creating atmospheres. So that we're all mm -hmm. able to come together to engage, to learn, mm -hmm. to connect, to show love, and just be who God has called us to be. That's Amen. that's what it's all about. Creating an atmosphere to where you, we can come together and nobody feels like they're all ball out. Amen. Hey, that's, oh, you, you're just hitting it. Keep preaching it. <laughs> uh, the, we are willing to set aside differences. <laughs> differences because we know we are different we've all come from different yes. backgrounds we've all had different struggles but that's okay because we are coming together to make sure the kingdom work gets done anyhow by any means necessary for the characteristics of a servant leader and the list goes on but i believe yes. you get the point amen and amen this time i'm going to ask you to uh offer up christ um, to someone who may not know him as their personal savior, or maybe somebody has gotten off track and they want to uh, be reconciled back into the body of Christ. So I, I will leave that to you. To um, Okay. Christ. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. Let's, let's pray real quick here. Heavenly Father, uh, as we come to the end of this session, Lord, we first of all just want to give praises to you, Lord. Uh, Lord, we we can praise you all day and all night, Lord, because we do recognize the uh, the, the the blessings that you give to us, Lord. And no matter how small or how great, Lord, uh, you you continue to bless us even when we don't deserve it, Lord. We thank you for the grace that you bestow upon us each and every day, Lord. But we uh we thank you for the mercy that you've shown us through the, through the death of Jesus Christ and His resurrection and His extension and now we have eternal life with you lord but lord still there are others out there lord who have not yet um um gave their uh life to you lord lord uh they've been hesitant lord uh they've been unsure lord they uh they they didn't know whether that was the right step to take lord we we, we ask that you just touch their hearts Lord. we ask that you just 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 uh spur them lord spur them in the right direction lord lord uh uh just get them to start reading your word and uh and meditating of your words lord get them to start uh, uh, uh learning who you are lord. get uh, allow them to see where you are in this world when things are going wrong show them where you are in that wrongness lord show them that you are in absolutely everything or let them uh, 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 know that there is hope in you. There's hope in Jesus, Lord. There, there is opportunity, Lord. There is, there is a way out of uh, the situations that they may be caught up in, Lord. It's all because of you, Lord. Because of that grace that you have, Lord. That, uh, that, that we, we, that we haven't gotten what we would deserve, but Lord, but it's, it's, uh, you've given us the opportunity to, uh, to, 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 to change our lives around, Lord. We, we want to 
give our lives to you so we can transform our hearts, Lord, change us from the ways that we used to live, Lord, that we uh, embrace a life of holiness, Lord. We, we just thank you for that, Lord. Lord, we are, uh, just continue to reach up to you and reach out to you uh, for those who who are, are, are still, uh, once again, uncertain. Well, like, give them the assurance that they need, Lord, that that knowing that the only way to you is through Jesus, Lord. And we uh, just hope that they accept Jesus uh, as their Lord and Savior. If not at this very moment, uh, Lord, we just uh, hope sometime during the next uh, day or the course of this week, Lord. But we just pray that they do it before it's too late, Lord. Uh, Lord, uh, Lord uh, once again, we just thank you for this program. We thank you for Pastor uh, Ramirez's uh, show, The Voice for the Voiceless, Lord. We, we ask that you continue to bless it, bless the people that was here tonight. We uh, hope that they were blessed through the sharing of your word, Lord. And we are, uh, we, we just continue, uh, we just want to continue to be that servant leader that you call us to be, Lord. And we want to ask that you help us continue to make the sacrifice that you know that we need to make in order to be better servants for you by drawing others to you through the way that we act in every day of our life. All these things we pray in your name. Amen. Hey Amen. Uh, I just want to thank you so much for coming on and sharing. It has truly been a blessing. So God bless Amen. you and your, your wife and all that you do. This is the last episode for 2023. Oh my gosh. Amen. <laughs> so I'm so excited on this journey. Season four has over 20 something episodes just in season four and so i'm just excited for what god is going to do next uh this has been a journey i've had so many guests and i'm glad that you're able to come and put that cherry on the top um to close us out of 2023 amen, amen. so this, this this topic is very much needed in the body of christ because we yes. need to know how to serve how to be servants amen. versus somebody serving us and giving us everything that we think we need, you know, being in a spotlight. It's all mm -hmm. about Jesus. When somebody sees right. you, they should see Jesus. That's what it's all about, Jesus. Amen. And so, again, I thank you. Um, if you've been here from the beginning, from the top of 2023, uh, all the way up until now, God bless you. Thank you so much for uh, joining me on this journey. But it only goes higher. It only goes higher. And so I'll just share a few announcements before I run off. Please, please, please. Um, if you haven't, my book is out, um, Becoming Her, The Birthing Room. I've sold over 20-something copies, almost 30, to God be the glory. This is Amen. what God has given me. It gives you birthing te uh, terminology. It tells you so much about uh, your, your vision, the vision God has given you, how to uh, produce, how to understand labor pains in the spirit realm. So it's not just... Wow. Yeah, it's literally <laughs> what it is. Prevailing, uh, how to hold out for mm -hmm. God, for that promise that He has for you. And so I just, this is, I tell people all the time, this is my baby. I was not expecting to produce this, but God said, write the book, and I'm just ecstatic mm -hmm. about it. And I know it's your obedience. wife is enjoying it. And so I'm just, yes. Yeah. I'm excited yes, she is. about it. Amen. Amen. You can always support. Um, a voice for a voiceless. I do not get paid for doing this. This it comes out of love and commitment and yes. just willing to share um, with others. So you can always support. I always tell people, girl, your girl drinks tea, your girl drink coffee, whatever it is. Whatever <laughs> on your heart, I do not mind. You can send stars because whatever funds I get, I go out and I buy stuff to help support women in the community. Even giving mm -hmm. them like the books, I just say I purchased the book. That money doesn't really that doesn't come to me. That goes back Amen. into the business to go back out again mm -hmm. to do women empowerment sessions, to buy uh, books, to do webinars, so forth and so on. So it does not go in my pocket. It doesn't. Um, and I, I just thank God for just being a willing vessel to do what He has called me to do and to help encourage others. What the Bible says: esteem others higher than yourself. And so I'm just so excited for yeah. all that God has for my life, for your life, and for those who are joining in. If you have not liked the uh, broadcast on tonight, please do. Send some hearts. Please follow. We will be back in uh, February 2024. 
but most definitely i'm going to throw out some great encouragement but the podcast will be back in fe uh, february 2024 and my guests are already lined up that's nobody but god so we're ready for a season of grace <laughs> So you you all be blessed have a blessed merry 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 christmas a happy new year <laughs> a Kwanzaa. amen have a happy blessed one and i'll be you'll be seeing me on some uh some lives or on some prayer some prayer uh phone calls i'll be having some posters so i do have other engagement i'll be back over in honduras and i will be our day prophetess this coming december so i am still working i the work is not done it's just God is saying, I need you to take a pause right here so we can go do some other things out in the community. So God got me traveling and stuff. And so I'm excited about this next chapter. And my birthday mm -hmm. will be coming up. So you'll hear all about that off to the new chapter. But we'll be back to celebrate the goodness of the Lord. So stay tuned. As always, be unapologetically yourself in Christ Jesus because there is only one you. And guess what? Your voice Amen. matters. Have a blessed, beautiful evening. Amen. <laughs>